Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 89 of the Spawns in Pajamas podcast. I don't know why I was always singing there. Um, I am your host as always, Loz, and uh, as always, we have Dolph. Yep. We have Star. Hello. And Bob's back. <laughs> and Bob always puts a smile on my face when she's here, because she understands me more than I think anybody else on this planet, which is both equally scary and equally funny. The only other person that really knows me is my best friend, uh, and he doesn't do a podcast with me, so he can't weigh in on this as much as Bob can. No. Um, full disclosure, I've had a pretty shit day, so if I feel a bit down on the dumps, I've filled the other guys in why I'm down, but um, it's not the recording, it's not this, I wanted to do this today, it's just, you know, circumstances oh. beforehand has kind of kicked me in the dick a bit. So, I'm okay. I will be okay. Uh, uh, I just need a, a voodoo doll and plenty of uh, buckets to wash said voodoo doll in. Fine. <laughs> we can do and a head nails and, fine. and tacks and pins. And... Yeah. Where yeah. we also do a voodoo doll. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Lurker Sparks is here as well. So, uh, if he weighs in at any time, uh, that's him. <clears throat> Stranger danger. <laughs> you know, stranger. No. High voltage. Uh, danger. It's high voltage. Yeah. <laughs> Electric six is great. And that now means me to now find gay bar and download that to my phone. I know. Because oh, it's such a good song. I was literally just thinking that gay bar. Gay bar. Gay bar. Gay bar. Gay bar. Gonna spend all your money. At the game bar, game bar, game bar. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, guys. You've well, would that, in, in, in a politically correct environment, would that actually be allowed to be out now, though? Oh, fuck no. Why? Have to be there yeah. because, it? I, I don't see why not, because it's promoting the, the gay lifestyle, not demoting from it or detracting from it. It's not negative about gay bars. Yeah, true, but, you know, a lot of people these days and age aren't actually um, open-minded. Mm, true. Yes, we, we, the, the S word, the snowflakes. The delicate little ice cubes that yeah. melt under the blowtorch of normality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why they get steamed. Can we just type this down? It's two minutes and 59 seconds. Dolph made a funny. <laughs> that might be the Good. podcast. That might be the podcast title. Two minutes and 59 <laughs> seconds. Dolph made a funny. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There might be better ones yet. Um, Early days, yeah. So, Dolph Star, how have you guys been? Yeah, I've been okay. I was a bit unwell Sunday. Um, still recovering, but I'm okay. It's been a bit shit, really. Mm. Went home from work at six on Sunday. I'd been sick twice. No one could come until six o'clock, so that's when I got away. Came home, went straight to bed. Work about ten to nine, was it? Ten to nine? Yeah. At ten to nine, had a quick drink, went back to sleep. And I get waking up every two hours from then on, getting little cold sweats and shivers. Yeah. Roll Monday, feeling better, actually. I had some, I had something to eat. Get that down. Then choose a well round, feel a bit better, getting more fluids. Had a 
we went Tuesday, was it? Fish, wasn't it? Yeah. We had some fish yesterday, and today I'm feeling almost right as rain, but I'm still a bit off. See, I had that kind of thing, because it's like shits, really, isn't it? I had that kind of symptoms a couple of weeks back, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the shits, maybe like that. I just had a really bad gut, couldn't keep anything down, fluids yeah. or food. Because well, mine was like, I was more shitty than sicky, but... Well, I was more sicky than shitty. Yeah. But I think it's the same bug that's going around. Because we've all spent, what, six plus months fucking locked up away from the germs. And then we've been out fucking gallivanting around in the germs again. And uh, they've gone, ha ha, fresh nostrils. Yeah. Fucking, fucking had a go. Because, yeah. But, uh, you know, this is what it is. But I'm glad you're recovering. And um, Bobo... How have you been since we last saw you? Good, good. A bit dodgy today. I think I had a pizza that I ate last night. was a bit dodge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but good. They're doing some more work on like the redevelopment stuff around me. Yeah. Um, uh, In the garden. It's good. It's looking good. It's look... Do you think they'll put a good. Starbucks on so your have... corner or a McDonald's near you? Well, there's already two within like five minutes drive, so. Yeah. Well, what is it now? Now, <laughs> with me, within twenty-five minute walk, I can go to three. Because there's the one yeah. at the cinema. There's the one on the way to work now. That's on the roundabout, which is in the stupidest place ever. But only open until twelve. And I double checked the drive-throughs closed after twelve as well. Great. Uh, and then there's the one in town, of course, the one that's been there, fucking donkeys. Yeah. But um, it's uh. So, yeah, hopefully I should have a nice workable garden soon, mm-hmm. so I can actually have garden furniture in, which would be yeah. nice. Well, if you want any beans, to yeah. do some runner beans in uh summer, spring summer time to have your own crop of runner beans, like my dad know. Oh, might yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and then you can. Oh, you that's so own. much better. <laughs> You know, I've been trying to get these belgies out for all fucking day and it's starting to come out and it feels so much better. Awesome. Um, so I do apologise ahead of time. There are more oh, belgies coming out by the end of the book. Fuck it, that'd be fine. I just feel really fucking bloated right now. Yeah. Uh, Sparko, do you want to weigh in? How have you been? Yeah, I can do. Uh, all good, my end. Uh, I've been relatively illness-free. Uh, had my daughter's 15th birthday yesterday. So that went rather well. Nice. Uh, other than that, yeah, yeah. Same old niggles with the health and that. Back, neck, leg. Yeah. Lack of effect getting the job. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be long, hopefully, until we get... Because um, I, I was saying this to Prez earlier when we were walking up to my parents for tea. I was like, you know, technically, we are just a brain piloting a mech, meaty mech, and eventually there'll be a way to transfer your brain to a different body. Mm-hmm. And just get some, um, some, some chappy, get some chappy vibes here. Yeah. Mm. Well, not, not like a digital like, transformation, but like literally just like <coughs> scoop your brain out, chuck it in a, a high oxygen blood environment while you have the other one re- prepared and then reconnect everything up. I imagine that should be very plausible in 100 years' time. Yeah. Yeah, more like 200 probably, at least. 
Well, I mean, as long as they don't cyber menu or Dalek you, that should be all right. Well, even if they did, there'd still be genetic material inside the organic brain. They could clone a body for you and just sort of do the brain brain transplant. Could you get a full body out of just brain cells? Yeah, it's your DNA, mate. I thought it would just... When people have cloned body parts and that, I feel like it only clones that part. Does that mean that's, there's? Does that mean there's fully cloned people around that have died because they've just chopped their arm off? And that's the bit we need. Thanks. Burn it. It's all, yeah. it's all stem cells, really, isn't it? Isn't it? Stem, stem cells can um, yeah. repair organs and shit. Any. Yeah, they're uh, blank slates, as it were. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like the sci-fi element of stuff, we were just getting on with. Um, Doctor Who fans rejoice. Russell T. Davis, who wrote the good Doctor Who's, is coming back. Hey. Um, he is. Uh, he he was the he did um David Tennant, Matt Smith, and I think he did um, what's one after Matt Smith? Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. I don't know if he did Peter Capaldi or if he left when Matt Smith finished, but um, he finished in. 2009 and he's coming back next year to show right which is good um he says he's beyond excited to be back on his favorite show and he resumes his role as the show prepares to hit the 60th anniversary fucking hell um apparently as well this the same that jodie whittaker is leaving as um, the Doctor, but there's also conflicting issues that Jodie Whittaker herself said that I've not been told I'm leaving. That they're good. Hmm. Few seasons now, haven't she? Well, uh, she's done two. The, the... I, admit, I haven't watched any since Peter Capaldi started. She's not bad, but they kind of went, okay, we need a dyspraxic kid. We need uh, an ethnicity. Also, the dyspraxic kid is um, African-American. And we, yeah. we've got Bradley Walsh for the comic, not comic relief. And I don't mind the dyspraxia arc thing because, you know, I have that. So it's cool to see somebody kind of having that and how they deal with stuff. Um, yep. and it's good, but apparently one of the first responsibilities he's got is deciding who's going to take Jodie Whittaker over when she finishes. But this is from BBC News, and she's saying that she's not heard that she's leaving. So I feel like she's got this Christmas special coming up, and then she's going to get run out. But um. They've also probably kind of screwed up the whole they can be a woman arc of Doctor Who because Jodie Whittaker's character was okay, but I don't think it was handled correctly because she's nice. She's a good actor and she put a lot of energy into the role, but I don't think the writing was there for her to be there as the Doctor, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And... I think going forward, Doctor Who will be a non-binary character that can be either or, 
but he'll probably still be predominantly a male character actor. Yeah. So. Oh, Stephen Moffat took over when Matt Smith took the role on. Ah, uh, okay. So. He, uh. So he, he was about for a bit on that, but. It is interesting to see um, how they they handle it going forward. It's like I've heard about the new James Bond film that he's less womanizing in the new film, which is totally against how James Bond should be. Yes, it's like you've got to kind of give him the he's a bit of a sexual dinosaur with how he acts because that was how his character was and apparently he's not as quippy as well but um, what? quippy oh right so he's not throwing the one liners out as hard yeah but then you watched like uh, what was the last good film that he was in was it I, don't, I can't remember what the last film was because people keep telling me Spectre and I'm like did I watch that film wasn't it Skyfall, wasn't it? I thought it was Skyfall. I thought he's only done three, but apparently he's done four. Uh, Skyfall, Sky, Skyfall, Spectre, and... This new one, No Time to Die. Mm. But it was Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. I know Skyfall was really fucking good as well, because it was Bond becoming Bond properly, because he, until then he'd been a little bit rough around the edges. But it's like you get Bond quipping, you get him feeling and being more than this hired killer that's part of MI5 so yeah writing is very important in things and Russell T Davis is a good Doctor Who writer and his return can only be a good thing um, whereas <coughs> the James Bond writing is probably a bad thing and they might re like, roll that back when he is a when James Bond's a different acted character because that's that's it for Daniel Craig now. I think he's not he said he's not doing it anymore. So the next person that takes over from him uh, will be probably have a different writer. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, you don't want to put your eggs in one basket. Yeah, on this one. this film will be his fifth. Yeah. See that now? I honestly can't remember fucking. See no Royale. I remember that. Yeah, I just I can't remember what Spectre was about. I'm I know I've seen it. I cannot, for the life of you, tell you a single thing that went on in that film. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna have to find if it's on like Amazon Prime or something, and watch it again just to see what the fuck it was about. Uh, yeah. So uh, next topic. Um. So these are both me, these first couple of topics. I think. Let me have a look see how many I've got before everyone else chips in. Uh, oh, I think I've got the first three. Have I got the first three? One, two. I think the third one's mine. I'm just no, trying to find the third it. one's mine. Oh, that was yours. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so um, this is from metro.co.uk. Man blocks pavement with fence to stop chippy customers peering into living room. Okay. <clears throat> a fed-up homeowner is erected 
<laughs> a fence on a footpath to stop people sitting on his windowsill to eat their fish and chips. Yes, I did pause to laugh a little bit when I said erected. <laughs> of course I did. Uh, Stephen Williams, 45, put the four-foot-high picket fence up to block a path and a lay-by used by customers coming out of the chippy next door. He used to run a sweet shop next to Victoria House Fish and Chips, but it was forced to close in 2019. He has now transformed the building into a house, and the old shop front is being turned into a living room. But customers are furious, claiming the fence forces them to walk on the road to get to the chip shop. Oh no, it was my violin. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, no, not really. Um... Uh, one local said the chip shop has been there for years. Whoever bought the house next door must have known that. Sticking a fence up there is very petty. He didn't mind it when people walking on the path... What? Oh, brain. He didn't mind people walking on the path when they were coming into his shop and lying his pockets. Now all of a sudden he wants privacy. It's unbelievable. Yes, it's unbelievable that you're no longer a shop and you're a house and you want people not to look in your windows. Get a fucking life. Uh, Stephen built the fence along the uh, original boundary line of his three hundred thousand pounds semi-detached property, <coughs> semi-detached property in Alnwick, Northumberland. It extends two feet onto a layby, which customers used to park their cars before picking up their food. One resident said, "Stephen is sick and tired of people eating chips right outside his house. Sometimes school kids queue outside and go right outside his living room window." They're basically sitting on his windowsill, stuffing their faces while he's watching TV. I don't agree with the fence, but I do have some sympathy for him. Northumberland County... North... Oh, fuck my life. Words. Give me a second. Cup of tea. <sighs> Northumberland County Council Chiefs are now investigating if Stephen's fence is legal. Councillor Gordon Castle said he claims to have deeds showing ownership of where the fence sits now. I can hardly believe he has gone ahead with this before any resolution with the county highways especially given the impact on pedestrian and children walking to school there are meetings scheduled to find a legal way forward and i'm sorry i can't do more but i've sent photos and explained to officers that i'm receiving many messages of complaint i can't get any higher or faster at the county hall but i won't let it go defending the fence Stephen said he wanted privacy now that the shop has been turned into a house he said We've had people eating the chips on our windowsill and looking through the window while we're trying to relax. It's not on. We just want some privacy. The land is rightfully ours. We checked with the plans and are legally entitled to put a fence up. Most people wouldn't want people using their land as a footpath and neither do we. We just want to protect our property. There's no discussions on this, unfortunately. And as far as I can tell, there's no updates to this. This was on the 23rd of September. This was just over two weeks ago. So this happened just after last podcast, roughly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, looking at it, yeah, okay, he takes it all the way out to the curb edge, but there is a lay-by there that isn't part of the road. So I imagine the council would be like, yeah, shave a foot off that fence and you can keep it, would be their thing, because he probably is legally entitled to put that fence. Not a chance, the council would tell him to take down the whole thing. Well, no, if he's got the deeds saying he's legally entitled to that, they can't make him take that down if that's legally his property, but they could say, "Okay, we'll let you oh, keep yeah, that fence." Oh yeah, our council are like, more than likely going to turn around and. Well, then he'll just take them to court and fuck them. But I, I imagine they'll just say, "Okay, knock like 
two feet off that fence back towards your boundary wall of your house and we'll let you keep it i think yeah okay he's he's like he said he's done it to the edge of his boundary which okay case, yeah, perfectly legal. it is perfectly legal but it is also a pedestrian footpath well no it's not it's private land hmm <laughs> But it's whether the uh, council might... I think the council might just buy him out and go, okay, we're going to buy that section of pavement, whether you want to or not, uh, move the fucking fence. Yeah. Mm. Or, or they'll just say, hey, um, move it back three feet and we'll not fuck you over. But I, I agree with him. If you've turned your that shop into a house, you don't want some greasy fucking 14-year-old watching you watch um, fucking Titanic mm. or something. Or neighbours. Or, or... neighbours, or, or some shit like that. Or porn. You're just there trying to fucking chill out and get your rocks off, and you've got some urging kid scrubbing up against the window, fucking feeding himself with fish and chips. They shouldn't be shouldn't be sitting on his windowsill in the first place. That is highly uh, not on. And if anything, the chip shop should provide a fucking bench outside their um, place for them. Yeah. So that is, I, I think it'll be a, a fight where the council will be like, okay, you can't keep the fence, but you've got to provide somewhere for them to sit. Because if they don't, um, then yeah, I imagine he'll just keep putting in uh, claim after claim after claim until they do something about it. But what do you guys think? Yeah. It's a difficult but... one, because... He had no problem. I, I, I agree with him to some extent, but then you have to think he had no problem with them doing that when it wasn't when it was a shop. Yeah, but that was a, a different Fair set enough of it's rules, now his house. Yeah. But it's still the same property, it's still the same boundary lines. So if he had no problem with it previously, they're they're gonna bring that up. They're gonna mm. use that against him and say, Well, fair enough, but why didn't you do it before? And yeah, it depends how long it's been, um, how long it's been not used for, as part of the property. Well, he said he um shut the shop down in twenty nineteen, so it's at least what eighteen months, I'd say. Yeah. Well, probably close to two years actually. No, since we're nearly at the end of um twenty twenty one. Yeah. But yeah, so... I I agree with what he's why he's done it, but his method is um a bit extreme. Well, yeah. Like I said, if he'd have done it and done like a, a two foot out just to keep people off the 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 like the windowsill, that would have been okay. I don't think anyone would have really had any problems with it. But because he went all the way out to the fucking curb edge, because that's part of his land, I understand he's legally allowed to do it. But you're just being a bit of an arse at that point. I'm afraid. He could have spoken to the business of <clears throat> the fish and chip shop and said. Look, I don't want my, I don't want your bedrooms stuffing their face on my windowsill and by my house. Is it possible for you to put up a couple of benches so they can sit outside and eat? And then you well, don't know if they turn around to him and went, "Hurt your problem, mate." Lol, get on with it. Then they go, "Well, then okay, I'll put a fence up then." Yeah, because that's the thing. We don't know if there was that conversation or not because it's very. No, so if that was if that wasn't done, then it should have been done. But mm. it's all speculation currently. Yep. So, uh, speaking of speculation, let's figure out what this next story is all about and why this happened. So, uh, oh. school keep clear lines painted outside a primary 
school closed in 2003. So a baffled homeowner found keep clear markings painted on the road outside of his home. A converted village school which has now been closed down 18 years ago. Fuck me, 2003 was 18 years ago. Oh, I feel so old. <sighs> Greg Smith, 56, bought the building in... This name's a fucker! Grell... Gr fuck. Grell... Thorpe in North Yorkshire eight years ago. So he bought that back in 2003. Try again. 13. 2013. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, despite his pro... Oh, despite Pro-test. his protestations... Ooh, fancy lingo there. The, despite switch, switch his there. protests... Protestations, you fucking thesaurus-using fuck. What's your name? What's your fucking name who did this one? I need to know which prick wrote this. Which fucking dickhead decided they were going to fucking do this? They're not even credited. Thank fuck, because I would have called them out something chronic for that. That's fucking stupid. Despite his protests... BBC. He said council contractors repainted the zigzag markings and suggested he blacked them out once they left. Yeah, but if he if he blacks out if he blacks out the lines done by the council, that is fucking vandalism, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. North Yorkshire County Council apologised for the genuine mistake. Uh huh. Mister Smith said the work completed last week after the roads in the village were resurfaced and had left him in a ridiculous position of risking a fine for parking outside of his house. He parks his car in a small driveway next to his house with his wife uh, previously parking her car outside the property. It was a bit stupid as the contractor realised that it wasn't a school anymore, Mr Smith had said. He said, It's nothing to do with me, mate. I've just been paid to do the job. If I was you, I'd come out with a tin of black paint once I've done and painted over. Lines outside the village um, current primary school, which opened just down the road after uh, the original's 2003 closure, was also repainted. There's a bit of a standing joke in the village about it, he said. People find it quite funny that they paint the lines on eighteen years uh the lines eighteen years after it stopped being a school. <clears throat> Mr Smith said he tried to contact the council's highway team on several occasions but was still waiting a response. Uh you can either view it as funny or totally ridiculous, he said. Either way it's a waste of uh, ratepayers' money to do it and then have to paint it out. I'm assuming ratepayers' money is taxpayers' money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, exactly. Or taxpayers. It's, it's, it's one of us lot fucking having to pay for it. Melissa Burnham from North Yorkshire County Council's highway team apologised for the error. 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 Uh, she added, this is a genuine mistake and the lines and markings will be removed as soon as possible. There will be no prosecution for people parking on the markings in the meantime. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. But yeah, then he gets 15 fucking tickets because fuck it, right? You're popped hmm. outside the school. It's not a school. I don't care. It's a school. <laughs> I need my tickets quota for today. <sighs> fuck me. It's, it's a level of dumb that I find both interesting and infuriating and funny. It's funny because <laughs> they went and did that to a, a house that used to be a school. 
but then also how much money did that fuck up cost how much money did that fuck up cost wasted resources exactly wasted resources on a fuck up it's beyond silly I've probably got some outdated maps from like what, 18 years ago where Google Maps still said there's a fucking score and they go oh that's still a score we better do that yeah they have an update their sat nav well, apparently there's a picture... It's probably because they're, they're using Internet Explorer. <laughs> apparently there's, there's a picture from like 2016 with those lines completely faded. So they hadn't done them for ages, obviously. And then for them just to go around like last week and go, fuck it, hey, paint them on. Are you sure that's right? Doing it anyway. We've got some spare paint. What can we use it on? I'm paid oh, by the hour, mate. Let's piss this guy off, shall we? I just love the, the response from the guy. Like, thinking it, it's like, sorry, mate, I'm just paid to do it. Come out with tin of black true, paint. Though, if you don't do it, he gets in shit. But no, but wouldn't you just ring up and question it and go, "This is very obviously not a school. Do I paint here or not?" <laughs> Rather than just going, "Oh, I've been told to go do it." It's above uh, his pay grade. Hmm. Yeah, he probably says, "Fuck it, I do this, I get paid. I don't do it, I don't get paid. Fuck it, I just do it." But the thing is, though, he, he probably would have got paid for doing the other one as well. It, it was probably the same guy the same day just doing both sets of markings and been like, it's a bit weird having two so close together. So, oh, I don't fucking know. All fun of games. Hmm. But, uh... <sighs> Shall we spice things up a little bit? Oh, Bob. Yeah, come on. Bring this one in. Oh, is it my turn? It's your it turn. It is your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. I clicked on this earlier and I was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> so you're going from the okay. mirror.co.uk, the so... uh, place for all the fucking crazy <laughs> shit. Me, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's where I find all my good news. It's titled, Swinging Wife Says She Shares Husband With Her Mum and sister to keep him happy. <laughs> so, Maddie Brooks from the US, of course, no, I like how they spoke didn't about her arrangement. <laughs> no, just the US. <laughs> spoke about her arrangement in a video on social media site TikTok where she attracts more than 92,700 followers. Keen to hear about her and her husband's antics. A swinging wife claims she shares her husband with her mum and sister to keep him happy. Maddie Brooks spoke about the arrangement. We've just done that a bit. Um, the Daily Star reports how the social media star, okay, her mum and husband from the US, say they're all in an open relationship. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. In a social media clip, she says, me and my mum are both swingers, and it's great. You know no. why? Whenever I'm not in the mood, I can just let my husband have her. Yeah, I'm that kind of wife. I let my husband have her a couple of times a week. The video what? has notched up 13,100 comments and 311,900 likes. Fuck is wrong with you people? What the heck? No, just just wait. Just wait. Just, just, 
But Maddie says she doesn't just share her husband with her mum. She also claims her sister sometimes plays with her partner. She adds, and I'm going to do this in a really, really bad American accent, okay? But I just, it just has to be done. She adds, you want to know how I keep my man happy? I let him play with my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Videos left many on many TikTok users baffled, and one person adds, "How did that conversation ever initiate?" Another user of the social media site said, "That's enough TikTok for one year. I'm out." A third poster commented, "I don't know how anybody could share, but it's your life." An open relationship is an intimate relationship that is sexually non-monogamous, meaning other people can get involved. In recent years, multi-partner relationships are on the rise and finding their way into the mainstream. This type of relationship has boomed in the UK over the last 10 years, with 50% rise in the last decade. The Daily Star says this works out to be 1.5 million Brits wife-swapping and enjoying threesomes and group sex. A couple with a similar open relationship has told how they wanted to open a church to teach others out about the practice. I mean, there is already kind of a church like that. It's called po polygamy. That you know, the LDS people there. That that's their church. Um. Yeah. So it just it, that that's pretty much it. Like, oh, can I, I, I understand. Can I, I understand people wanting to be potentially in an open relationship if that's your bag. That's mm. fine. Can, can it's not I personally what I would choose. Can I finish this? Well, <laughs> your mum and your sister? No. We'll, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. No. Uh, so, in July, the Daily Mirror told of a four day uh, swingers festival in the UK. Swingathon? Kicked off in fields near Grantham, Lincolnshire, despite organisers claiming it had been cancelled. <laughs> so, okay, while sharing people on that, especially if you find like two people you really like and you are happy and they're happy with that, is not necessarily a bad thing. You don't do it with your sister and your mum, you crazy fuck. Blah. 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 It's just the, I let him play with my little sister. Why? Why? In what world would you think that's a good thing? Really? Why? Also, uh, my friend who I mentioned this to the other day, they went, "How similar do you think all those vaginas are gonna be?" Oh. Right. Also, you've got young, tight young sister vagina, her vagina, and then flappy old mum vagina. <laughs> like the three stages of fucking aging sex also this guy it's like oh you know whenever i'm not in the mood i let my i can just let my husband have her yeah it's like he he's passed around and he doesn't care but you're just letting him go and it's like i really hope fuck that they're using protection otherwise there's going to be some weird Oh, meet your sister, Auntie. Yeah. Shit going on. And his, his uncle yeah, this dad. This is your dad, but he's also your uncle and your brother. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. Oh. Uncle dad, 
<laughs> I need help with my homework. Well, to talk to your sister, Auntie, about it. <laughs> no, like I like I said, I don't. The idea of like couples who have other partners and they are okay with that, I'm okay with. I I think that's personally a thing that if you can't you can't be happy just two people if you find another person who is willing and happy and you are happy and the, your, your partner's happy then that's fine that's just fine we're in the 21st century you can be like that if you need to be but you don't do it with other family members you fucking rejects brother and his sister i honestly can you can you just imagine some of the conversations like oh I was too tired last night, so I'll let him come over to yours. Is that all right? He's, he's coming over. Are we mm. going to have Sunday dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He was a bit tired last I've night. Him. Did you ride him too hard? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, he's been scratching the other day. I'd get yourself tested, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, it's wrong. Files. but yeah, I, I just, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mm -mm. On on this particular instance of it, no. I I'm okay with it done with couples who have people outside their family who they are committed to in a relationship where they are all together in this equally. Don't pass your man round to your fucking family. Or woman round to your family. Just, yeah, just no. Don't do it. Don't be idiot. Um, so let's let's move on. <laughs> quickly. Quickly move on. Very quickly move on. Oh, God, love the fuck. Games Master um, is coming back. Uh, this is from GamesRadar.com. The Games Master hosts have been announced. Announced. Words. Fucking words. Words. They have been announced to the world. So... The uh, <clears throat> hosts are Frankie Ward, don't know who she is, Robert Florence, don't know who he is, and Ty Logan, don't know who he is. No Dominic Diamond, though, which is really, really annoying. Because Dominic Diamond should be part of it in some capacity, even if it is a reboot. Uh, obviously, Patrick Moore can't be since, you know, he passed away. Uh, but it's coming to E4. Do you know whose face is going to be Games Master? Or? They haven't said who it is, but Patrick still Dominic. has been um, hinted at. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Upgraded Games Master. It would be really cool if Dominic Diamond was, but I don't think they're going to do that. But uh, that's just a little thing. So Games Master is coming back. If you don't know what Games Master is, Google it. There are whole episodes online. Um, and although. I must admit, Dominic Diamond's presenting was literally, here's a big titted uh, bikini girl next to him. He's going to perv on her and physically openly perv on her and say as much as he's doing that. And then introduce uh, some 14-year-old playing Mario or something. <laughs> or do a section on like the Atari Lynx or whatever. Um, but it, it was a cool show because they did have like uh, lots of different people. Um, they had one of the guys, Matt Perry from Shiny Games, I think, was on it quite a lot. Uh, and he got very pissed off and very upset when he failed quests and stuff. That They were set in challenges. So, very cool show. I'm glad they're bringing it back. I feel like it could fall flat on the more retro 
uh, followers of the show. But we'll see how that pans out. Um, so speaking of panning out, hey, you know how I talked about last podcast that Andrew Garfield uh, was most likely going to be in Spider-Man, even though he denied it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Corridor Digital got hold of that footage, and boy, did they scrutinize the shit out of it. So they have confirmed, because they have done deep fakes and used deep fake technology, that the deep fake breakdown that somebody made was fake. So it wasn't done as deep fake. Uh, could it have been an image swap where they took the character, well, Andrew Garfield's face talking in a different film and then put it on this body? They said, maybe, but the lighting doesn't match. Um, they also said that it wasn't an earlier much younger set image from the first Spider-Man films because he looks way older. And they've basically 100% debunked uh, it as a deep fake and said, no, this is genuine footage. So he is going to be in the film. So... I like Andrew Garfield. Mm. Like I said, he was a really good Spider-Man, but a shit Peter Parker. And, uh, yeah, like the amount of like bollocks that they've been denying it with because he went on the jimmy kimmel that was the name of the guy i couldn't remember look it only took me two weeks and i remembered it um and as um like the new rock stars which are like a better breakdown people and all that uh eric voss the main guy of that he used to work in like talk shows and stuff like that and he said that you have to literally clear what you can talk about with the person you're interviewing so this uh oh i know it's out of the blue but hey have you seen this leaked image and that and is it true are you in spider-man that was all cleared before he talked about it so he knew that was coming he knew he had he could deny it he knew it was there sort of thing it's not a spontaneous question because he wouldn't be cleared to say that they would have cut the feed and he wouldn't have been able to do that they'd have cancelled that segment because he wasn't thinking yeah so and Andrew Garfield's an actor, so he can act that he's not in it. And the fact that they are trying to keep it a secret that they're not in it just makes it better because it means the reveal is going to be so good. Because how it works at the moment is if they reveal it during a trailer, it's just going to spoil it. And I don't think they should ever reveal that during a trailer. It's like Green Goblin was edited out of the, the first trailer. His bomb went in there and Doc Ock turned up. But you see the like the glider um thing. Well, fuck was with the thing. The, the you know the glider glow because it has that green like light on it. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Yeah, you could see that in the smoke. Aura. So you know it was there, but I don't know if they had him flying by in the smoke and you could see him more clearly, or if they did just digitally took him out and left the hint of it. There's also the hint that Sandman's in because there is um, like a sandy area. There is a definite confirmation the lizard's in because there's a bit where um, they're in like this force field and something bounces off the force field behind you, but it's literally like a... If you watch the trailer back, it's like literally like a second, not even a second of footage that shows that. But people who've watched it back at like 25% speed have seen it and like, oh yeah, that's definitely a lizard. So it might be a Sinister Six movie in the multiverse of uh, 
this and the only way they can defeat them is they have multiple Spider-Men and that's how they fix it or they mm. don't they fix it yeah and they, and they don't fix it and then Multiverse of Bandus might have a cameo from um and from Tobey Maguire uh, not Tobey Maguire um fuck I forgot his name I Tom Holland and he might be in that as a as a cameo or they might have one of the other Spider-Men in as a cameo while this multiverse of madness gets resolved whether they put everything back in place or or not I don't know but it's the the whole thing is they're the same now that they thought Wanda broke the multiverse then they thought Loki and, and um oh Sylvie broke spoilers. the universe i'm not telling you how uh, and then they're thinking tom holland broke the, the multiverse then they thought the what if series broke the multiverse um i watched the finale of what if today by the way fucking good um but it, it seems like all of them have a part in breaking open the the lines between the multiverses and making them more malleable for characters to come across from other universes and I think that's probably what this phase is all about. Uh, mm. Is is them like um, coming through and like bringing the mutants, bringing Deadpool, uh, bringing characters from the Netflix universe. Apparently, uh, rumors are that uh, Matt Murdock is going to be in the Spider-Man film as a cameo as lawyer Hello. Matt Murdock. So uh it'd be interesting to see how that goes along but yeah andrew garfield is spider-man in the film which means Tobey Maguire is there somewhere we haven't found any leaked clips of it yet but keep this space because you know it's going to be good because i i think what will happen is tom holland's getting the shit kicked out of him by all sinister six and then just two web lines come in from right out of the shot and stop two killing blows and then it's just like oi uh-uh no no and then someone's like yeah what he said uh-uh no no and then they jump in the middle and it's all three of them just kicking the shit out of the Sinister Six. And it'll just probably look really good because it'll be so much acrobatics and them like flipping off each other and doing like uh, tandem web Loz has got the whole plot line sorted already. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, but I mean, that, that's if I can think that up, how, how do you think talented writers will think it up? Probably absolutely Oh no, talented writers are probably going to run circles around that idea that I've got and it'll be so good because there's going to be a massive showdown with all the Sinister Six you can see it, you can you can feel it they've been wanting to do a Sinister Six film for ages the Spider-Man 3 from the, the Tobey Maguire uh, Sam Raimi-verse film Spider-Man 4 was going to be a Sinister Six film but then it got cancelled because they didn't want to do any more because emo Spider-Man doesn't really do it for people <clears throat> so that would have been a cool thing but they've always had that idea and i know when they did uh amazing spider-man one and two they kind of hinted at all these other characters as well like uh goblin and that being around uh fucking electro uh lizard they're all there and it's be cool just to see everything come together in this big multiverse craziness Especially, like, considering Electro and technically they could do Hobgoblin or even uh, Lizard from the Andrew Garfield verse and how they interact with Tobey Maguire's Doc Ock, uh, 
Green Goblin from their Sandman, how all they get on. But um, yeah, just big, big woo. So that's my TED Talk for today. I thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so getting into gaming, there is a lot that happened this uh, last two weeks. The Nintendo Direct came and splattered me in the face with its nintendo goodness. Um, so I'm going to read off all the lists and then I'll pick out the three that I, I was like, ooh, about. So there is uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the Splatoon 3, Monster Hunter Rise uh, Sunbreak, Mario Party, Sun, uh, Mario Party Superstars, uh, Triangle Strategy, Bayonetta 3, uh, Deltarune Chapter 1 and 2, Shin Megami Tensei 5, uh, Nintendo Online's Expansion Pack, and we'll talk about that a bit as well, uh, Hyrule Warriors Expansion Pack, Animal Crossing's um, October Slash Hey, they're bringing the cafe back expansion. Uh, Smash Brothers Final Fighter. Uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, Super Mario Golf Rush's update. Uh, the cloud version of Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Uh, Disco Elysium, the complete edition. Disney Magical World 2. Uh, I can't read... The next one. Um, the Voice of Gods, The Isle Dragon Roars. Yeah, and then I, that one's fucking too tiny as well. That is... Actraiser Renaissance. Oh, oh, well, I'm glad you read that, because I won't be able to read shit all about that. Uh, then there was Shadowrun Trilogy, uh, Castlevania Advance Edition, uh, Surviving the Aftermath, um, Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Chocobo GP, I've said uh about fifty thousand times. Pac-Man, Rune, Rune Factory Five, Wreckfest, and Xevious. So, good selection there. That is a good selection of stuff. The three that I was like whoa about. So, uh, Splatoon Three. They're kind of bringing. It's the, the tagline to that is Rise of the Mammalians. So they're bringing back animals from our world. So they're kind of confirming that Splatoon world is our post-apocalyptic world where only squid kids evolved and live in our remains. And now they're able to bring back like animals. So maybe humans might come back one day in it. That's a cool thing because there's there's obviously your traditional multiplayer and then there's the the story mode that they have in it. And the story mode looks mental, so that's going to be cool. Uh, Kaburbi. Kirby? Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, I like Kirby. Yeah, him in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world that looks very much like ours. So, once again, kind of like Splatoon 3 uh, post-apocalyptic world vibes. He wakes up on a beach where there's lots of skyscrapers and technology like that. And it looks very Breath of the Wild, but Kirby. Which looks awesome. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Very 3D as well. It's not like a 2D, it's a proper 3D game. So you get to run around everywhere and it's like the, the clips it showed of him was like running up and down escalators and stuff that had been overgrown it, and stuff. Isn't covered that um that pink blob kind of thing? Yeah, that yeah. sucks everything. Like Kirby's Kirby's kind of like a low key attempt at a jigglypuff kind of thing. No, Jigglypuff is low key oh. attempt at Kirby. Oh, Thank okay. you. Uh Kirby yeah. can like suck things up 
and then eat them and absorb their powers and become things. In Smash oh. Brothers, if you were to do that, you could become uh, like you get a hat and then the ability. So you could be like Link Kirby. So then he so, has like the hat of Link and the sword and has like a sword attack. So Kirby is a descendant of Yoshi? Kind of, but he, he has more copy abilities. Mm. Uh, he can also fly by inflating himself like a, a big airbag and then oh, blow gosh. the air out as well. This Kirby's really good. If you if you get a chance to play some of the older games, like the original one on Game Boy, uh, I've completed that so many times. And it's hard as nails if you play it through on the hard mode, but it's still great. You can complete it in like under 20 minutes if you if you know what you're doing. Such a fucking fun game. Hmm. Um, great. Kirby's Dreamland, it was called on the Game Boy. I loved Kirby. That's I loved Kirby. And so that coming to the Switch, it's like, ooh, I'm, I'm very excited. And now and Bob's very excited about it. And yeah. then the one that I was like, okay, okay, Nintendo, okay. They needed to make one because they, they hadn't made one in ages. Metroid Dread, which is Metroid 5. Ooh, um, I'm not a huge fan of the Metroid series, but this one is a 2D Metroid game. But there's also like um, the, the kind of like Nemesis from resident evil kind of thing where these robots will chase you around and you have to avoid them while still doing your shit and i imagine that i would be so fucking annoyed at that just because of how much frustration that would cost me um that was like the main games that i wanted to talk about and how cool they looked uh and then the final smash brothers character wasn't Master Chief really pissing me off? It was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. That's the um the one with the, the keyblade, key, key, key wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I really wanted them just to have Master Chief turn up and be like, "Fuck the lot of you! I'm kicking the shit out of you." And a lot of Halo fans would like really wanting that, but somehow uh, Sakurai worked his magic and got Disney to give them Sora. Uh, this is also, by the way, Sakurai's. Like, he's leaving uh, Smash Brothers and Nintendo, I think. He's going to work with PlayStation now to do stuff there. But he's like, taken a massive break from doing anything Smash Brothers related now. After literally working on it since the beginning on the 64. So he's, he's finally getting a rest. Because he did say that he felt burnt out a bit uh, when he did um, the one for the Wii U. And then, like, he did Ultimate, and he's done this big, massive fucking list of characters. Because you've got, like, the Minecraft characters in there. You've got Banjo and Kazooie in there. You've got, um... Fuck, what else is there? The Piranha Plant from Mario <laughs> is a playable character. Uh, but, yeah, all the characters that people wanted. Uh, so, apparently, Sora was the most requested. And then there was Doom Guy and Master Chief, like, second place. And I think that would have been really cool, but nope, they're not doing it. So, that was the Nintendo Direct stuff um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, and this was a leaked image. Uh, where did I get this information from? This is from windowscentral.com. So, uh, everyone was wondering, hey, would they do um, different 
memory storage devices for the you know, the the memory slice cards that go in the back of Series X and Series S. They were wondering would they make bigger and smaller cards, um, based on that architecture, so you could expand your storage in a more affordable way if, uh, the one terabyte at two hundred pounds was too much. Um, well, apparently, a leak from a U.S. retail promo <clears throat> has shown that there's going to be a 512 gigabyte storage expansion card that slides in and becomes part of the internal memory. Um, I don't know where this was leaked from. It's not saying. Uh, but then they also put there's a one terabyte SSD um, drive external, which while it won't play Xbox Series games off it, would mean if you had to transfer them to that, transferring them back across again to play them wouldn't take nearly as long. But um, I am oh, so, so not um you can't read off you can't read off them then. No, the 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 little memory cards are designed to run the same as an internal storage of an Xbox Series X slash S. So mm -hmm. they technically then just become extended memory of the internal. They don't actually I don't think they're classed as external. I don't know how that works, to be honest, because I don't have one. I've not been able to afford two hundred and twenty pounds to add another terabyte to my Series X yet. Um but if they're £220 for a 1 terabyte one, 100 110 for a half terabyte, wouldn't it be too bad? And that would probably be able to put both Call of Duties on there that are currently out that are Series X and S compatible. Uh, and then you have the internal storage for something else. But it, it literally, the internal workings of a Series X, S can load GTA 5's main map in the campaign um, in like five seconds compared to like two minutes if you're just loading up on a normal Xbox One or a One S. Mm -hmm. So I am very excited that they are bringing out different size cards now. And Do you think they'll go up to the size of a um, standard... Uh... Seagate Passport Hunt external? Uh, it, I, I think they said it depends on the architecture that the internal reads the, the storage as. If it doesn't read past a certain... Because there are like memory limitations on what it can read up to. It and might... It might yeah. go up to two. But... Dunno... Um, we'll we'll see, but I I'm yeah I'm about that because it's like yay I I can add more affordable storage and hopefully I'll be able to do like the old PlayStation days and have a memory card that just says Call of Duty on it and I plug that in when I want to play it and when I want to play other games that take up a lot of space I can put it on the on the like the terabyte one that I've saved up for. And then the internal memory would just like have Halo and GTA and stuff that I'm going to play a lot of. And Elite, if they ever fix that shit. 
the 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 one problem is and it'll be a problem for you guys in particular is the supply problems are going to last into next year um because chip shortage is still a thing unfortunately uh we're getting this from theverge.com phil spencer has said that it's going to carry on um and they said that it's going to be due to supply chain complications uh, beyond just chip shortage. So chip shortage is going to be fixed by next year. But you've got to think there are other bits that people are having problems with. Um, like the PlayStation 5, for instance, is having problems as well. So it's not just this and GPUs. NVIDIA. Yeah, NVIDIA. NVIDIA. I know I read that wrong. I, I have an NVIDIA card. What are you fucking doing, you twat? Uh, NVIDIA also said that they're going to have supply constraints into the vast majority of 2022. So if you want to upgrade your GPU in your PC tower, that's going to take you fucking ages to get decent stuff. Um, but Phil Spencer says, it's like, I think it's probably too isolated to talk about just a chip problem. When I think about... Uh, when I, I think about what does it mean to get the parts necessary to build a console today and then get to market where the demand is, there are multiple kinds of pinch points in that process. And I think, regretfully, it's going to be with us for months and months, definitely through the end of this calendar year and into next calendar year. So at least they're honest and going like, yeah, we're having problems. And the whole COVID-19 thing is gonna make it harder to get an Xbox and a PS5 and a new Nvidia graphics card for at least another six to six to eight months, maybe. I think by Christmas 2022 they'll have it nailed down if COVID becomes just a, a flu type problem rather than a full-on pandemic again. So, and the fact that 90% of us are all vaccinated these days, and the kiddo and all those guys are getting uh, their kitty shots soon. So they're going to be uh, going forward more vaccinated. So hopefully this will not be a problem too much further. It's just getting everything back on track. The world has been stood still for at least six months. And trying to build and do things during that time has been understandably hard. Speaking of, by the way, fucking... We didn't put it in the, the thing, but... Boy, howdy, on the media, fucking assholes. when they went, hey, um, we're having problems with getting you fuel. BP haven't got enough drivers to get the fuel to stations. BBC News, I'm looking at you, you fuckers. So they said that. So what does everybody do? They go out and panic buy shitloads of fuel. And that creates an artificial demand, which then wipes out all the fuel which causes an artificial shortage because it turns out there wasn't really a problem with everybody's supply chain just bp bp petrol stations not bp the petrol company bp petrol stations but the bbc kind of didn't tell people that and then got to watch everyone scurry with jerry cans and pop bottles and other sorts of implements trying to rapidly fill up their fuel 
And carrier bags. Don't forget carrier bags. Oh, boy. The stupidity these level. Are the, these are the carrier bags you get from supermarkets, ones that have fucking holes in the bottom. Yeah, this was like extreme peaks of stupidity. I've literally been helping my friend who has an autistic child find fuel. If there's like diesel at my local petrol station, I'm like, if you, go, if you drop by after the school run, uh, you can get some fuel here. <coughs> so, yeah. So, demand in some places are going to be problems. So, like, the supply chain for the Xbox and all that, understandable. Things have been stopped. But, there's guys, for nearly a year, we didn't use cars unless it was an emergency. BP will have kept mining petrol and oil and had stockpiles upon stockpiles upon stockpiles of it. They're now struggling to get the fuel to the petrol stations for you to panic buy. Think about how you're not going to get your kid an Xbox for Christmas instead, you fucking idiots. They might just turn to a scalper, you know. Oh, yeah, just pay three grand on that because, you know, panic buy. Hey, but, you know, I hear beers running short at the pubs. <laughs> Everybody go to the pub! Yeah, everyone yeah, panic buy at the pub. I drink, our, I drink our beer before it goes. I, I love that somebody put that. Uh, it's like beer, beer stocks low, panic buying encouraged. <laughs> so yeah um, so I, love, I love landlords like that have a sense of humour it's great um, but yeah everyone's out for like the this and just going mental it's going to turn into like a bloodshed uh, if it carries I, on I did hear one rumour and it is only rumour um, that the fuel companies had a, an excess surplus of fuel yeah, they've been refining during the pandemic, and that it was reaching its you you know best use by date, and they needed to get rid of the surplus, or they bring in a new type that they've just started refining. Why? Why does fuel so, yeah, have a sell-by date? It shouldn't have. It's fuel. It's been in the fucking ground for millions of years. Yeah, it's just the refining process. That's that's rumor. Um, I, I did hear that they've got a surplus stockpile of they're bringing in like a certain. Oh. Um, uh, what do you call it? You know, like you've got unleaded 40, unleaded 50, and it's different brands. So, yeah, they've got an excess surplus of the old stuff and they want to bring in the new stuff. They've got to get rid of the old stuff first. Oh, but this this has created so much fucking stupidity. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just dumb. It's so dumb. Why did you do this? And. The the takeaway I've got from all that is, you're all fucking idiots. Those who've run out to the um, to the pumps and needlessly filled your car when you didn't need to, you're causing panic and confusion. And then there's people saying, "Oh well, what about the the fire service and the ambulances and all that?" It's like they will have their own storage stockpile for emergencies, like dumb fuckery fest that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. They have to. You it would be very um what's the word? Reckless. Well, honestly, I have seen uh ambulances trying to fill up at public stations. Yeah, I I know they they've probably been told fill up there if you can, but they'll have a, a storage for emergencies. They have to. The fact that the army's apparently going out there to slap some dickheads about if they carry on as well is a thing. But I, I've literally talked to somebody who works in a petrol station and she's like, they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. 
so yeah i would just like to point out that that is a supply chain problem that doesn't exist the xbox the playstation and graphics cards does exist and is a real thing so if you're struggling with those that's a real problem because of covid They can yeah, wait to bring the them. army comes in. They do not have any shortage of of, of um bean bags and tasers. <laughs> Shotgun beanbag round. Deploy. Just go and crack some skulls. Fuck them. With the nightsticks. Oh, sorry, truncheons. Well, that'd be a baton, wouldn't it? Because it's not a. Because I think nightsticks and truncheons are police weapons. Whereas, if you were to use a in the army, I think they are just like bayonet. Batons or uh, fighting sticks. Do you think the army uses karambit? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just just get the knuckle dusters out. Fucking bash, bash. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of makes me think. Just going on to a tangent. Um, will those kind of weapons be in Back for Blood when it releases on uh, Game Pass on the twelfth of October? Because it will be on Game Pass on Xbox. So if you don't want to buy it. If you've got Game Pass, just download it. Because uh, it is, if you don't know what Back for Blood is, it's Left for Dead, but it's, it's like the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. So it's the same team who worked on Left for Dead, making uh, a Left for Dead game that isn't That's by Valve. The... Is that the one where you're using that zombie-infested mall? Yeah. Shopping. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Oh no, you're thinking of Dead Rising. Oh, that is not thinking of Dead Rising, yeah. But there was a mall level in Left 4 Dead 2 where you went into a mall, then you had to get petrol cans to fill up this race car to escape the mall in. Because it, what it is, it's a four-player co-op. Now, if you're playing just story mode co-op, you have these scenarios that you, these survivors get in. In the first game, they were scenarios, what-ifs sort of things. What if they crashed here? What if they... Uh, ended up here whereas the second game they were all linked together so it's like what if they went here stole this car from the mall filled it full of fuel <coughs> and drove it until they ran out of road and then they end up at an amusement arcade uh, amusement park even and then they fight their way through an amusement park and they get out of there and they end up in a swamp and then they fight their way through a swamp and get on a swamp boat and then they end up at uh, a a farm and they fight their way through a farm and they get on another boat and that boat takes them to a bridge and then they have to cross that bridge to escape on a, a military helicopter sort of thing whereas yeah. while you're doing that the AI will send wave of enemies and special infected like uh, the tank which is this big fucking hulking mess of uh, a thing that w if it was green would shout Hulk smash as it beat the living shit out of you. Oh, like the like the juggernaut in um, State of Decay. Mm. But then this thing's like hard to kill. It's one of those things that it takes a lot of punishment before it dies. And then there's like witches, which are very placid until you either shine a light on them or get too close to them, and then they'll like instantly one hit down you, and then attack everybody. So if you don't take it out quick, it'll uh, drop at everyone, and then there's like boomers, which are just big, pus-filled, bloating zombies that cover you in goo that attracts more zombies. And then there's um, the liquor, which has this big, like, 
tongue that can fire out and grab you and literally constrict you till you die. Uh, there's the charger that would literally... It has like a big wanking arm and a tiny little arm and it's buff. And it charges at you like a shoulder charge, bashes you into a wall, then picks you up with his big buff arm and just slams the fuck out of you into the ground until you die. Uh, there's the spitter, which spits acid everywhere and damages you that way. Uh, and then their last one was the hunter, which like pounces on you and starts just ripping at you. Uh, oh, and the jockey. It's like little malformed thing that jumps on your head and just drags you by your head uh, away because that's the point. It, it can't really hurt you, but it can drag you off a cliff or um, like drag you until you get down from the damage you're taking of it riding you on the head. But it's it's funny. It's like The game is great. The second game uh, eventually had every one of the survivors from the first game in it as well. So there's like six characters you can choose from. And it had all the maps translated across into Left 4 Dead 2. So if you can get it on the um, the Xbox or the PC or something, it's worth picking up because it'll be dirt cheap and it'll have all the content there. Uh, or it'll be dirt cheap to get the content for it as well. And then Back for the Blood is that game, if it was done like 10, 15 years later by a company that can't use all those special infected and zombies and all that, but wants to make a game in that vein. And it'd be interesting to play it. I definitely want to get four of us together and like go and fuck some zombies up. So. I um definitely, definitely looking forward to trying that out. I'll, I'll, be, I'll probably be willing to give it a try. Mm. Uh, also, today, um, the Battlefield 2042 open beta started. If you have Game Pass, you can download it and play it today uh and i thought it was okay the the one problem i've got is the graphical glitches and the lighting glitches that are present in that beta they could have been fixed by the time we get to release but you'll like run down the hill and the fucking lighting will change three or four times on the shadows and the the mapping of it and i've had occasional looking into a void of mess of textures like coming out in a line of mess uh i've also had decent issues where characters would just suddenly float in the air for no reason then come back down again or uh stuff like that but i think that's all the reason why they're doing the open beta they're giving you a probably a six month old build that they know these problems we're in and then seeing how badly we fuck it up and how possible solutions would fix that so like you get to day one of battlefield 2042 nice big patch game runs fucking like boss i don't think ea attempted to release it in a bad fucking way especially after the lawsuit from battlefield 4 because they don't want to do that again nope so yeah not a bad game um i think if you have like an epilepsy kind of problem i suggest not really playing it because it will hurt your fucking head. It gave me a bit of a headache. I must admit playing it for a bit. This afternoon. Uh, and. You know I'm. I'm liking the look of it. I don't know if I'll buy it at launch. Unless it comes on like Game Pass for EA Play. Then I'll be like ooh. But we'll see. Uh. 
but so yeah. Quick question. quick question. How are you with sport games, by the way? Uh, depends. Uh, do you own any? <laughs> well, I currently own on the Nintendo Switch uh, FIFA 19, FIFA 20, FIFA 21, and the upcoming FIFA 22. So, same game then, essentially. Yep, so i tell you how I uh, own all that. Pray tell. So, in the pre-release for FIFA 2022, FIFA 22 Legacy Edition will feature the same gameplay innovation from FIFA 21 without any new development or significant enhancements. This is in their fucking blurb about what it is. Presentation, FIFA 2022 Legacy uh, edition will feature an updated visual identity with newly designed in-game front end and menu screens broadcast overlay packages will be refreshed across all modes they're not even hiding it anymore no they? no they're not they're just like hey this is the same game again this is the same game for four years fucking running <laughs> but i picked up fifa 19 for a joke and i was like i never need to buy a fifa on switch ever again because they're never going to fucking put a new engine under that they're just going to keep releasing this as is and charge you 50 pounds for it what's the engine on fifa is it, it's uh uh it's frostbite they moved on to frostbite because it is frostbite yeah yeah but i this... wasn't sure if that was just a um that was just was that if that was a 2k thing but it was ea wasn't it it was ea yeah ea was frostbite because they bought dice and the battlefield stuff didn't they mm. so yeah that I'm not sure if it runs on Frostbite on the Switch. I don't think it does. But, fuck, you know, they're not even trying at this point, are they? They are literally doing what I said they've done. They just updated the roster, gave it a fresh coat of paint, slap it out the door. There you are, FIFA fuckboy, 50 quid. Give me. Do you know, I can, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I can see a future here. Well, I can, I can, I'm, I'm seeing this. FIFA 23 is literally going to be FIFA a, DLC, a DLC to upgrade your current you can't game for like 50, 60 quid. Just to <laughs> to 23. That I can fucking so see it now. so fucking lazy if they do that as well. So like, all it is will be like, uh, I don't know, just change the fucking the, the banners and the fucking and the display team advertising shirts. board and the fucking background and the shirts and the players around. And all, it'll, and all it'll be, I swear to fucking God, all it will be will be like a two, three hundred megabyte download update. Mm-hmm. What'll it be? Yep. And you're paying 60 fucking quid for it. Yep. And EA will do it and people will fucking buy it because fucking idiots. <sighs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted that. That was a thing that I loved. And I'm glad you asked me about that. The fucking <laughs> FIFA on Switch is a fucking joke. And do, you know absolutely... last, do you know the last football game I played? Go on. Uh, not including Premiership Manager because that was a kind of a football game but not really it's kind of like a pointy clicky and just hope for the fucking best yeah last proper football game i played was iss um international soccer iss deluxe oh fucking hell snares no this is on um i think this is on the playstation one i think was it PlayStation one? no it was um was international yeah, superstar Play- soccer was on the, on the super nintendo because i remember because i had it yeah i had international superstar soccer deluxe i think that was on the PS1, I think. It might have been, because there was actual soccer. The early FIFA games turned up on there. I had the... I, had Pro... FIFA, I, think I, had, I think I had FIFA 92 on... 
either this either the Sega Mega Two or the SNES. I forget what, which one. But what was Pro Evolution Soccer called before it was that? I think it was International Superstar Soccer. Yeah, I think it was ISS. But um, if not that, it was um. I tell you, the last game I bought in the FIFA series before FIFA 19 for the joke was FIFA 2009. And the game that me and my best mate played a shitload of and we were pissed was Road to World Cup 2002. And it was one of those games where I never won, but we got very drunk and had a good job shouting at the computer. Pardon me. It was great. And also, if fucking Andrew Gray told me one more fucking time in that game that I should have gone for a more controlled shot instead of a power shot, I was going to kick him in his dick. He's like, he went for power when a more controlled shot would do. And it's like, fuck off, Andy Gray. (laughs) (laughs) Because for some reason, I always activated that line. And it wasn't even the fact that I was just blasting it over the net. I'd like put a shot on goal and the goalie would save it. They'd be like, oh, you went for a power shot with a more control shot. And he's like, you can suck my dick. Yeah, like a more control shot, I get past the keeper. If you want, it, if you want to get in, you've got to blast it. Mm. But then FIFA 19, I literally passed the ball past one of them and scored. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck is going on with that game. I remember playing, was it, uh, was it FIFA 92 back on the, SNES, on the SNES or the Sega? Yeah, probably. I honestly can't remember, but it was all, it was, it's isometric, like diagonals. Hmm. You know, you had like a, when you got the gold, you got like a big yellow um, box that you'd move down the map to, map, fucking hell, move down a picture to, sh- to shoot. That's where it's going to land him, yeah. Yeah, but then again, like, what would I do is I could always, oh, always, always get a, um, a goal because there's always a point where if you was on the edge of the box, probably on the somewhere in the 32 yard box mm. you just kick at an angle and always go in regardless so you could mm. literally win games like 12 nil quite easily just by exploiting it my best mate discovered the sweet spot for that in fifa world cup 2002 so he beat me like 12 15 nil or something daft like that because you just get the ball off me go to that spot and just fucking wail it in and it yep. would go in every time because the goalkeeper's like i can't do this it's at my angle range of catching yeah so, um, hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I, I understand from being a cheap cunt EA is not wanting to spend development time on the Switch, but then again, the Switch sells fucking gangbusters. Yep. It's overtaken so many previous consoles that have done really well. It's not as high up there as the PlayStation 2, which I think the PlayStation 2 sold a ridiculous amount of consoles. Oh, definitely. And I think we're still being supported as well. I think FIFA 22 is actually coming out for the PlayStation 2. And I really need to know how bad that looks. Um, but... <sighs> I don't know how that... I can't see myself going back to the PlayStation 2, to be fair, like 30 FPS. Mm. Well, well, no, it depends. No, Some games did run at sixty on PS2. It depends. It depends on the game, yeah. I mean, I think um, oh, I think a few games ran at sixty FPS. I think uh, like oh, what's it called? 
there was this Japanese style samurai game. We had to get these um, these little power orbs. I thought the fuck they called. I think it's called. Uh, you play some sort of samurai, and you had another guy with um, some sort of big beefy. Well, kind of like a juggernaut kind of guy, but I can't remember the fuck of the game. Are you thinking of Shenmue? No, not Shenmue. No, it wasn't that. It was um. You had to get these um like special orbs that you go pro- progress through, and if you activate, and you'd slow down time, so you could better better get the counter attacks going. Can't think the fuck it was called. I've got it upstairs in the attic actually. Can't think the fuck it was called. So the last FIFA game to drop on the PlayStation Two was FIFA Fifteen. Seven years. Holy hell. Yeah. Oh, six. Is it seven or six years? Uh, the last time it was was I'll go to mcv.co.uk this was the 16th of June 2014 so 17 years and it was 13 years after the Playstation 2 had finished development and stuff 17 sorry 7 fuck I can't I can't math this either <laughs> but it's ridiculous hmm so um speaking of ridiculous though we could yeah we we briefly touched on this towards the end i just popped i didn't have enough time to read into it because it literally popped up my feed um we did we have over the last well couple of weeks maybe a couple of months going over the uh the the fortline apple debacle that's been going on we did touch on that uh, epic did take apple to court and yeah. both sides lost to an extent, but I believe Epic lost out on more. Oh yeah, definitely do. Because Epic had to pay Apple thirty percent of what their revenue was during the time they circumvented the Apple's thirty percent um, payment option. Um, so this is from MSN.com. Fortnite has been blacklisted from Apple devices, according to the Epic Games CEO. <laughs> Anyone hoping Fortnite will turn to iOS devices soon might want to sit down, as it seems the Battle Royale phenomenon is now blacklisted from the Apple Store, at least until the legal battle between Epic Games and Apple reaches a meaningful conclusion. So, last year, the two companies came to blows when Epic Games released a Fortnite update that allowed the players to avoid the 30% cut that Apple would get by adding their own um, payment option, as it were, to circumvent it. Apple caught caught wind of it and everyone okay right fuck that we're gonna take away your developer license and we're going to blacklist your well not blacklist at the time they remove the option to download it off their app store yeah so they actually had a very reminisce um, 1984 promo already in the works so they knew this would happen do you know the thing about that is there is a it's actually a ripoff of the Half Life um, two episodes. One they had an advert which was the same, which is Alex Vance running into a room full of uh, Metro cops and throwing the crowbar. Mm-hmm. In this, it's the Fortnite person running and throwing one of the Fortnite uh, axes thing against the the Apple thing. The yeah. Apple like guy. That's on on a screen instead of like the G Man or uh, Breen, I think it was on the, on the Half Life one. So it's not even original. The the campaign they had for this wasn't even original to begin with. 
uh, and they they tried to like make themselves out as the we're finding the big companies for you and yeah i apple was like get fucked yep they say they're fighting the big companies yet what was epic doing when they first started buying up exclusives mm-hmm. pissing people off who wanted their game on their chosen platform but had they got locked out for a year i mean we've gone over this so many times now with epic they were trying to be the underdogs snapping up exclusives making people uh see them as the the good guys we we have a better cut on selling games on our platform over steam and yeah i mean they do but also you've got to look at the fact that they should have honored the people who actually you know kickstarted these games to be to come forward and then i'll allow those who actually have done the kickstarter to actually have their game on of choice on their platform of choice Hmm. or even if they went hey um we understand you were going to get it on steam here's an epic code we we know you were promised this as part of this campaign we've bought this uh game so we're going to honor it as a downloadable content to your account just set one up redeem this code that's yours if they'd have done that i think they'd have been less backlash about them buying it because at least they're trying to honor those uh kickstarters uh backers that put in for these games to be funded to be made because they did they funded these games to be made and then they're being artificially cut out by another big company going we're buying this as an exclusive to our platform (laughs) and then everyone going hang on a minute but i got promised day one copy where's my day one copy (coughs) your day one copy get on epic yeah, whereas if they'd gone, okay, we understand that there's some anger because we bought this, so everybody who's got a valid receipt from Kickstarter will get a copy of it. Just email this thing with it, and we will send you a, a key. If they'd have done that, I think it would not have hurt their bottom line and hurt their the thing they were trying to do. Because they were trying to be like the, the rad underdog... Um, we're trying to do things better for gamers kind of developer but the way they went about it totally fucked everybody so yeah they they definitely were just another big company trying to show themselves off as a better company and then failed horribly with it to the point where scroll back to today and yeah, they, they basically tried to undercut Apple <laughs> and Apple went, get fucked and then took them to court and then court went, yeah, they're right. You, you, you are getting fucked because you should have done it through their things. It's part of their services. And then now getting blacklisted for up to five years and not being able to appeal this, um, it, well, it basically kills Fortnite <coughs> on iOS. Well, it goes into goes into a bit of and then further down the article of, as of why it's being blacklisted. I'll get to that very shortly. So as I go, so basically we got to a point where Epic tried to sue Apple. Um, the court ruled more in Apple's favour, but both sides still took a loss of some sorts. Mm. So Epic lost Epic lost the the court case to the point where they had to pay thirty percent of what they actually owed. To Apple during the time the yeah well they broke the terms of services that yeah. Apple set out but, but then again I think if I'm gonna paraphrase it for you 
the the courts also said yeah but apple's business acumen and their way of doing it is not great and should be reviewed yeah it got to the point where the court ruled that apple had to allow developers an alternate means on this uh platform to allow alternate means to purchase in-game currencies as it were yeah Nothing. Whether that means Apple could still get their fifty percent cut from said alternative sources, I don't know. It's still a bit convoluted there, mm. but it's just to give players choice rather than having Apple say this is the only place you can buy it. This is the only way you can buy it. But this this also leads me to that thing I said last time. If you have say Minecraft on your iOS device and you buy Minecraft coins on uh, Xbox, because those two accounts are linked. Do you owe Apple? Does Apple get money from Microsoft because you bought coins? It it's very... be on the platform. on the platform which you buy it, though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but they could say that with Fortnite. It's like, well, you've got an account linked to ours, so you owe us money. And same with Minecraft. It's like, well, you've got an account linked on our on our on our thing. You owe us money. Well, they'll probably take the thirty percent of the thirty percent, or something. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, it just. It seems like there's, it's kind of left like a big can of worms that like, mm. Apple could go, well, your game's on our platform, so any sale linked to an account that's on a game on our platform is also deemed to be um, under this 30% revenue cut or something. So, mm. so in after the wake of the the court ruling Apple declined to raise the Epic's developer account on the App Store. Naturally, the CEO of Epic wasn't happy about that. So um, I'm just trying to find the the email that uh, Tim Sweeney got because he put it off on his Twitter. Just bear with me. Like boo fucking who? So essentially, it reads: uh, I'm responding to your recent request that Apple reinstate Epic's developer account which was terminated for cause last year, Epic committed an intentional breach of contract and breach of trust by concealing code from Apple and making related misrepresentations and omissions. In its decision, the court recognised that Apple had contractual rights to act as it did. It merely enforced those rights as Epic's own internal documents show that Epic Games expected. The court further found that Apple's termination of the Developer Program License Agreement, or the DPLA, I'll refer to from here on, and the related agreements between them was valid, lawful, and enforceable. Following that decision, Mrs. Sweeney has publicly said that Epic wouldn't trade in an alternate payment system a way to get Fortnite back on iOS. In light of this and other statements since the court's decision, coupled with Epic's duplicitous conduct in the past, Apple has exercised its discretion not to reinstate Epic's developer program account at this time. Furthermore, Apple will not consider any further requests for reinstatement until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable. So, yeah, basically, until the this whole entire court process is done with it could take up to five years ios is not going to get fortnite for five years at most and fortnite will be dead in five years mm. we'll be on fortnite 2 by then well yeah oh uh quick one but again it won't go to ios anyway because they don't have their developer account do they well, exactly uh quick one before we wrap up completely um 
they Sony have gone and fixed the 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 clock battery problem they had in PS4s. Oh fuck! I didn't put that in. Shit. <laughs> Before I missed one. Yeah. I so actually, I the update that they released in the last week or two uh, will let you play games and earn trophies and stuff, but the trophies don't have a time or date on them when you earn them. Um, when you link to the online, they will work. Games and that still work. You need to go and download and stuff. But they said that if you are offline and not connected to anything, um, you can still install physical games and play digital games off the console uh, and any um, trophy earned, like I said, will have a no timestamp on when they were earned. Before, uh, if you were not connected to the internet and your battery in your PS4 was dead... Um, the Say goodbye to all clock, games, digital and physical. It basically just said there was an error and it would not let you touch any games. You get to the main menu, but you won't be able to do anything with it. Any installed games physically wouldn't work. Any um, digital games wouldn't work. You get the same error across the board. So for them to finally do this and fix this, that's a plus one for Sony. I'll give them that. They finally yeah. seem to have Listened. done something they didn't take fucking three months of betering to do. So, they probably did behind the scenes, you know that, right? <laughs> probably. But, I mean, at least they did Ugh. it. At least they actually did this. And that seems pro-consumerism for once. Because Sony are very odd about how they... Uh, they're very for the payers rather than for the players. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think they've got rid of for the players now as well when on the PS5. I can't remember what the fucking tagline is. It, um, is it uh, Play Without Limits? Uh, hang on, PlayStation... Because if it's play without limits, you know, until you until you play without limits until you see what's battery fucks up. PlayStation Five slogan: Play has no limits, unless you've seen what's battery fucks up. Yep. So play has a limit then. Otherwise, PlayStation Four was. Place for yeah, what was it uh, PlayStation Four slogan was just uh, for the players. Hmm. I'm gonna look at what the series slogan is. Isn't it like jump in, isn't it? <coughs> Power your dreams. Jump in was Xbox One, wasn't it? Yeah. So what's 360? No, that was 360. No, jump in was Xbox One as well. Okay. Uh, Xbox 360 slogan. Uh, jump in marketing slogan was 360. Uh, and then Xbox One slogan. Luke in. Uh, jump ahead. Oh, what? Hmm. No, that's not right. Xbox One slogan. The Xbox One slogan was jump ahead in the lead up to its launch of Xbox One X, which is simply the world's most powerful console. Hmm. So jump in, jump ahead, and power your dreams. Yeah. But jump in seemed to stay with the Xbox One for ages. Hmm. I think it's because more or less the kind of the slogan we actually got really used to. Mm-hmm. Should we wrap up? Yeah, why not? Let's let's wrap this one, put it to bed, fucking send it home with a nice warm pat on the head. <laughs> I don't know, I'm tired. Brains I've had a, a mentally brain day today. I was gonna put sparks in the spot and say, Hell here, wrap up. 
Yeah, but then you're going to have to like correct any mistakes. So Dolph, you yeah, can just throw it out that's there. That's true. So if you want to send myself a message on, so they said fucking Facebook. I don't use that bastard. <laughs> if you want to send me a message on Twitter, you can reach me on Twitter. Funny for that. At Dolphin Rapture. Uh, Where's that Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, mate. Twitter. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, send me a, send me a question with the with the um hashtag SIP podcast. Uh, nothing racial. Nothing. Political, nothing offensive, nothing religious. Don't be a dick. You can reach Star at Stardust2118 on Twitter as well. And he said, fucking Facebook again. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, same questions. <coughs> just nothing political, nothing racist. Again, don't be a dick. Uh, we had Bob, unfortunately, leave us towards the end. But you can reach her also on Twitter at Reggie underscore Coop. Same questions as well. Nothing religious, nothing political, nothing racist. Don't be a dick. And you can reach our host, who's the guy who presses record. Hey, wherever, wherever the fuck you may find Lozg nineteen eighty five. I'm thinking about. You're still waiting, still waiting on one from fucking Pornhub. Come on. Yeah. We know you watch it. I might make an OnlyFans account and just put this on for a pound. (laughs) (laughs) Also, on every two weeks for a pound, that'd be hilarious. If we get any traction. Okay. Also, if you're listening through the Anchor app, you can send us a voice message of sorts, which is can be we can play back live or not live. We can hear your dusted tones. We can ask any questions you want to give us. Obviously, if you're going to do anything like, ah, you're a cunt, mate, or ah, fuck you, we're probably going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what we've had for eating, what we've had for what we do, pastimes, how we met each other, you know, drop us a message. We'll gladly ha- happy them. Top five we'll ways do. to crush a grape. Yep, or... Um... I think it's not really fucking obscure. Best way to oh, win how a How to peel your dick like a banana. How's that? <laughs> Lovely. But yeah, just... We, we would like to hear our viewers give a question. You know, we... You know, you make your mark on one of our podcasts. We are still waiting. I think we've only had um, one feedback from JB. Yep. And yep. we've had, I believe, a frequent listener who's actually said, um, my audio oh, my audio, my side was a little bit too low, so that's probably been sorted by now. I, yeah, I've, I've worked that out. So if you're not a little bit louder than me, you're at least on par with me now. So yeah. uh, before we wrap up completely, I want to tell you guys a little story. So... Um, this guy has got a monkey in a cage, right? And you go and see this monkey and this guy, and he's like, okay, mate, this is a really cool monkey, right? Best monkey I've ever had. So docile, but I have one rule with it, okay? Don't ever touch this monkey, okay? And you're like, oh, all right. And he goes, look, I need to go for a piss. Can you just keep an eye on him for like half an hour or so? It's a big piss. I might need a shit. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So, you're like, yeah, all right, cool, yeah, I'll look after the monkey. And, as this guy said, this monkey's placid, and you, you wonder why it's in a cage, you wonder why it's um, sat there. It's a big gorilla monkey, so a gorilla, really, it's an ape, more of a monkey than a, a monkey. I got the fucking, that part of the story wrong already, so yay, here we go. Uh, and, um, like, it's there, and it's just looking at you with sad eyes. And it just looks like it needs a cuddle or, or just, you know, strokes across its head. So you reach up 
and you just gently stroke it across its head. And the thing immediately goes apeshit, starts rattling the cages, bending at the bars. And you're like, oh shit. So you start running, you run out the door, you hear this massive clatter as the cage door flies open. And uh, you run down the street, you knock this little kid off of, off its bike, and you get on its bike, and you pedal like fuck. All the while, this fucking gorilla is behind you, tearing after you, eyes fixated on you. So you manage to get to like the local bus station, and you get on the first bus. Here, to the end of the line, fucking throw your money at him. Jump on. And the bus goes. And it's like an express bus, so it's literally got limited stops. So you're like, thank fuck. This thing cannot keep up with me. I hope not. Anyway, he looks out the window. You look out the window, and behind you, all the while, this fucking gorilla is bounding down the road after you, giving no fucks about pedestrians or any other cars around you. And you think, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. You get to the end of the line, and the end of the line is near a train station, so you jump on the train. And you throw more money at like the the ticket guys. Like, I'm getting on the train. Just fucking run past money everywhere. <laughs> and you dive on this train, and you get off, and you're at the other end of the fucking country. And you're like, this thing can surely not have followed me the entire way here. And you're like, oh, so quiet here. I've got a minute. And you hear this snorting, this bounding, this fucking gorilla is chasing the entire way. You're like, holy fuck, what do I do now? So, you spot a boat. And it's just two oars. And you you fucking row like fuck. I nearly said oar. You, you row like fuck. Until you literally get to like a sandbar a couple of miles out. You're absolutely fucked. You can't do any more. And you just laid there. And you hear the monkey, or this gorilla. Splashing, grunting snarling and you're like oh i i'm just gonna like kill me i can't anymore i i physically can't move and you're like go on then do your worst and the gorilla comes up to you and goes tig you're it and runs off thanks guys for listening to episode <laughs> 89 of the spartans in pajamas podcast <laughs> we'll see you all next time good night good night